This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. Well, uh, why don't we pray? Now, first, anybody got a good report? Jerry's got one. Come up and tell what happened to you and what you did. Uh, Tuesday morning, I was doing this Jonesboro run deal, and I had to unload a truck one morning. I thought, man, I can, you know, and I just turned 50 in November, still young, good for another 70. Uh, but after it was through, I knew uh, something wasn't right. I messed my back up real bad. And uh, so I just said, well, Lord, I know what your word says. I started speaking over it and just speaking, commanding the pain to go and speaking his word over it. Got home, it was still still in pain, but I, you know, just kept speaking the word. Got my family to lay hands on me, Alex too. Went to bed and uh, woke up the next morning and it was good to go. So I just praise God for it. Hallelujah. And he's been, and Lord just does that all the time in our family. Seems like we see, there's a pain here and there and we just lay hands on one another and just speak God's word and we're just seeing a lot of healings seeing him touch and heal so just so thankful for it amen amen that's the way it's supposed to be right there anybody else have a testimony you want to share once twice okay well uh Getting the word here just for a few moments, and uh, since this is all usins, I'll, I'll frame it some uh, towards uh, training and just reminding us uh, what we're about. But uh, I just put down uh, some thoughts, so this is kind of random, but uh, I believe it'll come together. Uh, I put down here healings of bought and paid for provision. And that's something we always have to remind ourselves. We're not trying to talk God into something. We're not begging him. We're not pleading with him. We're, this is a provision of God. Healing is already been bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. So just as much as we don't doubt when we talk to someone about God loves you, and he paid the price for your sins. We can have just as much confidence that God loves you and he paid the price for your healing. Now, uh, to qualify for a person's sins being forgiven, what they have to do? Say nothing, nothing. I mean, all they have to do is be a person. And they receive, of course, Jesus is Lord, and they, they get the forgiveness of sins. Well, how do we receive healing? We receive Jesus as healer, and we can receive forgiveness uh, of sins, and we can receive healing. So one of the things that we can do, we can pray for people who are not believers, and we can have confidence that healing has been bought and paid for for, for them. So we can pray and believe for God to touch and heal them. Heal them. That's what John Wimber, how many have heard John Wimber? Um, the Vineyard years ago, he, he talked about power evangelism. It was, it was simply, he was going around praying for people to be healed. He trained up people to do that. And after they got healed, they would accept the Lord. Most people, after they get healed and the pain stops, are ready to get saved. Ellie and I, uh, <clears throat> years ago, uh, witnessed and saw uh, people get healed, then accept the Lord. So we have to remember that when we're out in our day-to-day walk, that we don't have to talk someone in. We don't have to go through, this is the reason you're not healed. Have you repented and accepted the Lord? No. Jesus healed people, and none of them were saved. None of them were saved. He was the only believer in the earth. <laughs> so, talking about lonely. <laughs> anyway, so we have this provision from heaven 
And we can lay hands on people. We can speak and release healing into them. So God has given it to us as a way, I believe, to evangelize. I got a guy, uh, I got worked, I worked for or, or with for several years, became a believer this way. We'd gone to a meeting. Uh, I probably shared this before, but went to a meeting and uh, we came back quicker than the other people. It was a long meeting. We were ready to get out of there. We got back to the office. And, um, and he was sitting as his uh, desk and he was just saying I just feel so bad and his nose was running and all the junk you know going on and uh, I said uh, I'll pray for you now he's an unbeliever but he was so desperate because he felt so bad he said okay now I knew this had to be a quick prayer because the whole office was about to come back in and uh, when they come back in you know this isn't going to go. He's not going to want prayer when they come back in. And it, the whole thing could blow up very easily. So I go over, and my prayer was, Jesus, touch, heal. Yeah, I mean, it's just a real quick thing. I go back to my seat. Here comes the people in. So I turn, I sit down, turn and look at him, and he goes, wow. <laughs> and, he, and I went back over to this. He said, it's all gone. I mean, he was totally healed, just simple prayer. And, um, I mean, it wasn't just uh, a few days later. He accepted the Lord, was born again on fire for God. Well, that's a way to change your office <laughs> where you work at. Uh, when I actually retired from Light, Gas, and Water, it was, like a, uh, it was like a church service. That's the way people described it. We had testimonies. We had people praising God. And we had the, the president of the company there, all this. He went to all the retirements. He didn't go just because of me. But there is, was a witness to all the unbelievers there. It was just a, it was an awesome time. But the way that you change the climate, you release the Jesus on the inside of you. And God will heal, and God will do mighty works through us. I was thinking about Jesus was sent to the earth to destroy the works of the enemy and to bring abundant life. We've been sent to destroy the works of the enemy and to bring abundant life. Abundant life includes healing, being free from pain, discomfort, being free from sickness and disease, being free from bondage. All these things have been provided for us. We don't even ask God for healing. Because he's put the kingdom inside of us. We release the kingdom. We release the healing. So it's kind of like this. You remember when Moses um, struck the rock, water came out? He, he struck it twice, remember? And God said, you're not going into the promised land. Well, when he struck the rock again, that was like Jesus being crucified again. He took the blows for our salvation. And he was struck once. He's not going to the cross again. I mean, this thing's a done deal. It is finished. He's not going back. But see, when Moses struck it twice, you're not going to the promised land. He got to see it, but he didn't get to enter it. So what does that speak to us? It means that when we beg and we plead for God to heal or to moving our behalf or pleading, begging him, we are striking the rock again. The Lord just dropped this on me a couple days ago, just say on the blue. He said, my people, many of them, are striking the rock again. They're wanting Jesus to be crucified again. They're calling for him to descend or ascend. And I put the kingdom on the inside of them. So he said, that's what he told me, he said, because Jesus went to the cross and the rock was struck, now we can speak to the rock. Now we can speak the word. Now we can declare the word of God. Now we can release healing. Now we can release the power of God. And when we do that, we're going to see an explosion, evangelism explosion 
Thank you, Dr. Kennedy. He's up in heaven, but evangelism explosion from us just praying for other people and ministering to other people. Isn't that awesome? Nobody likes sickness. Nobody. Believer, unbeliever. You know, you see anybody going, hey, can't wait. I'm going to get sick tomorrow. Hallelujah. <laughs> you know, just nobody likes it. It steals. It's yucky. It's awful. And we have an avenue through healing to touch other people. And he, he said the believer, you don't have to be some uh, mighty apostle of God. He said the believer will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They shall recover. And it might be the next day. It might be later on. That's something too when we pray for someone we got. It, it's not about, faith is not uh, a, just a, a moment in time, faith is position of our heart to receive what's already been accomplished at the cross, what's already been paid for. That's what faith is. And there's times where it's instant, and there's times where a seed was planted, and that seed grows and comes up, and they receive the harvest. I believe for instant. I love the instant. <laughs> and I think we all do. But I've seen where God seems to do things for that unbeliever that he's just showing them. He is declaring to them who he is so we can minister. And, um, and every time I think about that, I think about the guy that came to our apartment that he knocked on the door and he said, um, and I opened up and this wild looking guy's there and he said, um, is this the place to get high? I said, it is. Said, come on in. And uh, Ellen's hair standing up on the end. She gave the wifely look, which every guy knows. And uh, I said, said, we're going to excuse ourselves. We're going outside and I will talk to you. And, uh, and in fact, when he said, is this place to get high? I said, the most high. The most high. You're at the place. So this guy's out. I mean, he's like, you know, <laughs> he's out of it. We sit down, sign on the curb. We're looking up, and there's the full moon. And I said, you know, God created that. He goes, so beautiful, man. I said, yeah, it is. I said, how would you like to know him who created the moon? <laughs> and just started ministering to him. He prays prayer. And, of course, your mind's going, he is out of his mind. You know, he's just not even there. But he prays, and immediately he was not high. He sobered up. He got baptized in the Holy Spirit. This past, he left a different person. He was hooked to the Most High when he left. He was just passing through. He lived in Nashville. So God arranged for him to go to the wrong address <laughs> and he got a download from God. Amen? <clears throat> Hallelujah. You know, Jesus never turned down anyone. He never said, look, um, yeah, I'd really like to heal you today, but the Father wants you to become a better person. So we're going to pass you by. He never passed anyone by. He loved everyone, and that's the way we're to walk. We're to love everyone. Doesn't mean we agree with them. I mean, there's a, a lot we can't agree with in the world, but we love them. We love them, and we can release love to them. In 1 Peter 2, 24, I'll read a couple scriptures in there. He himself bore our sins in his body, on the tree that we might die the sins and live for righteousness by his wounds you have been healed. Now the enemy is against our healing. He's against our health. And he, he fights against it. Because if he can um, if he can get a believer sick they'll be defeated. I mean you become you're not reaching out. You're reaching in trying to minister to yourself and get, get help. Amen? So what we do, we fight with the Word. And, and I believe in using everything that you can get your hand on to get healed. 
You know, I've had people say, don't you take a vitamin? If you take a vitamin, you don't trust God. Oh, really? In the name of Jesus, I take this vitamin C in Jesus' name. (laughs) I take the thing. The devil don't want you to take no vitamin. He don't want you to have good nutrition. He don't want you to take any meds that would cause you to be healed. But see, we bought this can of worms, and we sound like a nut to the world. He, the objective is he wants you healed. He wants you healed. So we've had kids, little kids, that have died because they refused a little medical care. And they said they didn't name the Lord. Now, I don't say uh, don't go to God first. <laughs> if you go to a doctor, by all, because once you realize they don't have it all together and you're a guinea pig, you better pray. <laughs> you release your faith. But you, you take that thing in the name of Jesus, and you got medicines. You got to watch. I mean, Jesus is called the great physician. You got their side effects. You know, you, you need to come against the side effects and believe for the good benefits. And you need to be wise. You got to do what God tells you to do. Get off of them later, get off of them later. But God wants you healed. I think it was, uh, it was Norville Hayes years ago. Thank you, Lord, for a blessed memory. Years ago that he, um, he had a real bad toothache and he had a dentist, and this dentist friend came to his mind, and, and he's thinking, <clears throat> he said, Lord, uh, do you want me to, to believe you for this or just run this dentist? And the Lord told him, run to the dentist and go get this off. You don't have to spend your, release your faith for this because you've got a friend right there that I placed in your life that can feel like cavity. See what I'm talking about? The objective is healing and health and wholeness. Hallelujah. So we, we, do, we, we are led by the Lord, but don't fall for that. Um, you know, use your essential oils. If it helps you, use them. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> The devil is against healing and, and health. In the Amplified Version, it says, He personally bore our sins in his own body on the tree as on the altar and offered himself on it that we might die, cease to exist to sin, live to righteousness by his wounds you've been healed. So we're not asking God to heal us. So what do we do? We are commanding things. We've been given authority, so we command. We command pain to go. We command sickness to go. We command uh, our shoulder to receive healing. We're commanding. We're exercising authority that's been given to us. Well, what about the sovereign will of God? Well, he sovereignly placed us into his sovereign plan to exercise authority in the earth, representing him, bringing forth healing, destroying the works of the devil, bringing and showing and demonstrating abundant life to those who are without life that they can see that there is life in Christ and receiving Jesus Christ as the Lord of their life. Representing Jesus, bringing him honor and glory for the suffering and the price that he paid at the cross is our life's mission. Hallelujah. And we don't, we don't judge anyone. We don't say, well, I know why you shouldn't have been eating all those sweets. You shouldn't have been doing all this. We don't, we don't judge anyone. Because we've all had some of those sweets that we shouldn't have had. He said he was having trouble forgiving. I had a, uh, a guy call me the other day. And he said he was having trouble forgiving something that happened. 
I said, well, let me give you some help with that. I understand your situation in the, in the flesh. That's hard to forgive. But just go before the Lord and listen to what the Lord would say. Say, I've forgiven you of some things you've done against me. <laughs> and that fits us all. So we forgive and we release others. So what we do, we command the pain to go, the inflammation to go, fever to go. We command it to go. Then we speak life. We speak to her back. We speak to her shoulder. We speak, just like Jerry said, we speak to it. And we declare it's healed by Jesus' stripes. We declare that life has come into us. We, we start thanking God and praising God for the cross and for the provision. We, we speak and declare that uh, we're strengthened in our ankles. They're, we're, our, uh, we're restored in our, our knees or whatever it is. Our hands, our, our, our memory is blessed. We start speaking life and declaring what God said because his word has power in it. When he spoke it, power was in it. It's full of life. And it will produce. It will work. We just have to keep speaking it. And consistency is part of it. You're consistent in speaking. I, I had uh, a spot here on my head. And a um, lady that does my hair, she said, this is an odd-looking bump here. And said, you, you need to go get looked at. It's okay. She gave me the name of her dermatologist. I, I went and said, we need to, so I'm going to remove that. And we'll, we'll test it. Came out uh, benign. And she said, this is, she said, it's a hereditary thing. And said, you know, from your parents or whatever. So, okay. Anyway, she removed it and uh, didn't think anything of it. And uh, anyway, uh, it came back. So, so well. So I went back, and uh, she removed it, you know, nothing to and throws it, you know, and just drops off. And so, a big deal. And uh, she told me, said, no, I told you it's hereditary. It could keep coming back. Oh, I don't like that. So anyway, I forget about it, and I'm going along. And uh, like a couple weeks ago, I noticed it was there again, bigger than before and said hmm I don't like this I I'm, don't care to spend my time going to a dermatologist all this I'm, I'm just going to speak to it so I put my finger on it and I cursed it from the root I said you can't stay on my head and I did that every day cursing it and then after about a week, I felt up there, and I'm having trouble finding it. Now, I found it, and it was like it was, uh, it was, like it was scabbed over something. It was just real small. And um, I reached uh, last night because I was in the habit, and, you know, and couldn't find it. It's gone, completely gone. We speak to it. It will work. It will work. We just have to do it. Yeah. I put my finger on it, curse that thing. Yeah. One day it fell off. I thought It works. Isn't that amazing that God's word works? <laughs> oh my. We're just it's just amazing. <laughs> but it works. <laughs> now you don't go around telling people I'm talking my you know because <laughs> they don't understand. Hallelujah. But what I like to do after you, you command the pain to go, and you speak and release healing into them, have them check it out. Have them check it out. And I'd say there's no difference. I have no problem praying again. And so you pray again. You're not asking God. You're commanding again. It's not like a faith to command again. You can keep commanding. Just command again. You go through the same thing. There is a point where you stop. Taking away from that person's faith. It can start 
um, taking away from that person's faith. You, you stop and say, you, you worship God and you praise him and, and you go from there. And, but I've seen many times people uh, instant healing on the second time. So have that in you that you don't, you don't quit, but also realize it can start getting uncomfortable for the person. <laughs> We're going to pray again. Oh, let me go. I need to get out of here. You've done this 15 times. You know that. <laughs> let me go. <laughs> Hallelujah. I had a guy uh, ask me the other day, he said, how did you get healed from prostate cancer? And I said, I, I never asked God for the healing. I took Charles Capp's book, turned to healing. I feasted on the Word of God. He said, did you do it every day? I said, at least twice a day, morning and night. And I, I spoke and declared it. I read a couple uh, books, and we got books, uh, just feast down the word. Didn't uh, listen to really anything else during time. So I'm feasting on the word, and um, I should have known something was up because, you know, I, uh, when the doctor calls and says, bring your wife, I want to talk to you. I didn't even pick it up then. I, you know, I just hmm. told Ellen, I said, uh, the urologist wants you to come in. And my regular doctor had sent me to this urologist. And I'm still not even thinking anything of it. So I take her and then this guy unloads, you know, you got prostate cancer and uh, we found it and uh, it's, it's not good. In fact, they said, you know, so it won't be long, you'll be dead. <clears throat> Tell them, well, I was just shocked. Didn't, didn't really face me. I was just kind of more, hmm. I said, well, I'm telling you, I'm going to go pray about it. Oh, no, you, you, you don't need, you need to get to surgery. I said, well, I've got to pray about it. <laughs> so I uh, went home and prayed about it. Just could not have a peace about it. And I have nothing, that's what I was sharing with this young man, I have nothing against doctors. The Lord tells you, go, go, you know. But I didn't have peace about it. So um, one night I'm praying and I, I just get in the computer and I asked them, I said, would you retest me? Because I had confidence that they retested me, everything would be, be fine. <clears throat> and uh, they refused said, no, we're not doing a retest. And they put me in insurance persons. I was talking to this lady and uh, said, we couldn't do it because you know, insurance and we don't need to do it. You know, we did biopsy, we know. So talking with her, I said, uh, well, what I'd like to do is be retested. Well, insurance won't cover that. I said, well, I'm, I'm willing to pay. You know, how much is it? I'm, she said, I'm not going to even look that up. So the doctors that got down here, you need the surgery now. Not going to play around with this. And she starts getting irate. She got mad and upset. I said, uh, okay. So uh, that's when I went home. I'm just praying. And... Uh, and I wound up, after she got right mad, I did tell her, I said, God still heals. <laughs> and I believe I'm healed, which made her more irate. But anyway, so I'm home, and, and I'm praying, and uh, I put in Christian neurologist. One person came up, and it was Dr. Wallace, as Joy knows. So Roger went to him. And uh, he's Christian, so I make an appointment with him. In the meantime, we get a certified letter in the mail. And if I'd known it was coming, I would have intercepted it. But Ellen got it, signed for it, and then she opens it up and says, if your husband does not have this surgery, he's going to die. And so I understand where she was at, you know, her position, 
said, why don't you do this? I said, I don't have peace about it. And, and she came around and said, you know, I trust that you're hearing God and, you know, walk with this. And, but then uh, my parents find out, oh, Lord of mercy. I mean, once mom was on it, my sister, just tag team, you know, this whole thing is, is going on. So I put, I put this in. I go to, go to him, <clears throat> and um, I said, I'd like to. I didn't tell him anything. He just goes, goes, he does all the tests and everything. And then I tell him, after he got the things back, I, I told him, and I said, You're, well, I have to be honest with you. There's no way that you got prostate cancer. I said, your PSA is so low. And, and years later, he told me, because it stayed consistently real low, he said that your PSA is like a 20-year-old. And he said, <clears throat> it's as if you had the surgery. It's so low. So, um, and he is a spirit-filled Christian. And uh, I actually, I feel guilty sometimes when I go to him because we'll start talking and worshiping the Lord and stuff and talking about God. And I'll tell him, I said, you got the patience. You know? And there's been times he slipped me out the back. So, but anyway, yeah. Did you send that's what I need to do. That's what I need to do. It's the weirdest thing. When we built this building, we had to have key man insurance. And they wouldn't put key man insurance on me, of course. And um, we could not find an insurance company, even Christian ones, that would do it because of the diagnosis that was there and there was no treatment. I didn't do any chemo or anything. So they could not justify it. And what they do, they explain it, they go by a risk factor. And they, and they say, if this happened and you didn't do anything about it, something else could happen. So you're a risk factor. So none of them uh, would cover it. And that might... Christian insurance companies couldn't say, no, God doesn't heal. <laughs> so anyway, that was, that was a lot of fun, too. Let me read to you 2 Peter 3, 9. The Lord does not delay, is not tardy or slow about what he promises from the Amplified. According to some people's conception of slowness, but he's long-suffering, extraordinarily patient towards us. Thank you, Jesus. Not desiring that any should perish, but all should turn to repentance. Now, we know it's God's will to be saved, for a person to get saved. We, we know that this includes the, the term. Uh, Sozo includes healing, but just look at as as getting saved, accepting Jesus as Lord. Now, it's God's will for everyone to be saved, to get uh, have heaven as our home, Jesus as our Lord and Savior, but is everyone saved? But, well, we know it's God's will that everyone be healed, but is everyone healed? No. It's God's will that everyone be delivered, but is everyone delivered? It's God's will that everyone prosper, but is everyone prosper? No. So, the promises of God do not happen automatically. They just don't jump on you. We are a part of an unseen kingdom. And the law of that kingdom is, is that we release our will by choice, by choosing. We have to choose. So... When you start ministering and teaching like this, a lot of people don't like it because it puts the responsibility back on us. And it's easier just to say, I believe God heals some when he feels like it and some he doesn't. It's easier to say that because it takes the responsibility off of us. 
But when I study the word and see the complete work of the cross, I see that the responsibility is back on us. We have to accept the responsibility. What's the responsibility? To choose. Make a choice and let God back up your choice. We don't have to make it happen. We just have to choose. We choose his will. You have to choose healing. You have to make that choice. You have to say, I see in the word that this is the truth. Therefore, I'm standing in faith. I'm not going to tolerate this. You have to make a line in the sand and say, I don't care what my body is saying to me. I'm healed by Jesus' stripes. I believe the truth over this fact. I believe what God says, and I'm going to walk and live in that. And that's pleasing the Father the whole time that you're doing that because it's called faith. We have to choose. We have to make a choice. And God gave us a free will choice, one of the most powerful things that we have. People can go to hell if they choose to. If you don't choose Jesus as Lord, you're choosing to go to hell. So we have choices. In Psalms 1-6, it says, The Lord protects everyone who follows him, but the wicked follow a road that leads to ruin. There's a couple paths in this earth, blessings and curses. And we choose which way we're going to do. Go. One path is cursed. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19. Today I've given you the choice between life and death, between blessing and curses. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Choices in life. Blessing or curses. You have to choose healing. You have to choose freedom. You have to choose prosperity. You have to choose God's word. You have to choose him. And I see the love of the Lord in this verse. Because he said, if you can't figure it out. <laughs> if this one's too hard for you, choose life. I had a dream years ago. I was sweating. I mean, it was like I had a, I'm sitting at this desk and it's full of people and we're all taking the test. And I knew I had to pass this test and I'm sweating. And uh, I, I'm looking at this thing, trying to figure out the answers. And I heard the Lord speak and he said, look in the back of the test. And I, I turned it over and he said, there's all the answers. So I'm going, Oh, wow, he's given me the answers. And he said, I've given you all the answers for every test of life in my word. I've given you every provision and every supply that you could ever face in this earth abundantly above all that you could ask or think. And it comes through me and the word of God. It comes through Jesus and what he did at the cross and what God has promised. And we have to choose the promise. You have to choose the blessing. You can listen to TV. You can listen to the news. You can get distracted and focus. You know, there's a lot of Christians upset and just boiling over social media, what they see or what they hear on the news and the TV and all this. And you know what's happening? They're losing focus of the truth. They're losing focus of their love walk. And they're acting like a nut. And not causing anything but more arguments and more trouble. Just speak the truth in love and stand on that and focus on God's word. And you're going to be okay. Because we know to whom we belong. And he's more, he makes us more than a conqueror in this life. And we reign in this life. I don't care what the world, what their changes and, and what they think. I saw on the news the other day that a school is giving the young kids I think they were seven, eight years old. They're giving them the choice now to choose their gender. And the parents are not allowed to know. And they said they're giving this in the name of protecting the kids from their parents. 
Well, I'm just going to speak the truth in love. That's a lie from the pit of hell. But see, the world's, their thinking's messed up. Don't get all upset and let it control your life because their thinking's messed up. We just think in line with the word. We think what God said. See, what you hear determines what you think. And what you think determines what you feel. And what you feel is going to determine your decisions. So if you're hearing the word and dismissing what the world is saying, you're hearing the word, you will start thinking in line with the word. You will start, your emotions and your heart will start living, feeling the word, and you'll start making decisions based on the word. And you'll be walking in the blessings, not the curses. The enemy is out to distract us. He wants us blind he wants us thinking in line with what he says. So we have to be wise. And we have to choose life. We have to choose what God said to choose. The blessing. Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. I mean, there's deception of non-believers out there. And we just need to realize they're non-believers. They don't know better. It's like taking a fish out of water. He, he needs water. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's the reason we can't afford to think like the world thinks. You know, it, it comes down to, to trusting God. You know, if you don't trust God, then he will provide. You'll, you'll steal. If you don't trust that, that God, God's promises are true, you'll look for another way. It's about trusting him. It's about believing him. Proverbs 18.1 is from the Amplified. He who willfully separates and estranges himself from God and man seeks his own desires and pretexts to break out against all wise and sound judgment. A self-confident fool has no delight in understanding but only in revealing his personal opinions himself. Boy, you talking about, talking about this day. Yeah. Pers personal opinions abound everywhere. And you can have your personal opinion if you want, but we don't have that right. Our personal opinion has to lay down at the cross and we take up what God says. So really, personal opinions don't matter a hill of beans if they're not lined up the word of God. Because we find out that the opinions of people have changed throughout the years and a lot of it's been wrong. I mean, I was rejoicing when they said coffee is healthy. I received that one. Let's enjoy my coffee. Amen? But you know, there were those that were saying it was deadly. You shouldn't, shouldn't drink it. That's when you say, I'm protected from any deadly thing, and it's blessed. It's a blessed cup of coffee. I feel the anointing. No. <laughs> so we, we lay down our opinions and take up what God says. And we got to stick with the word. We got to stick with the eternal God, the, un, the unchanging God who knows it all. We got to stick with his word. Hallelujah. We accept the responsibility of choice and choose healing. So that, once you do that, you can resist sickness. If you believe God's brought it, you're not going to resist it. But we can really resist when we accept that he wants us healed.
that he's paid the price. We accept the responsibility to choose healing. Then I can really resist the enemy who's coming against me and trying to steal what is rightfully mine. And we don't deny. We don't deny that uh, there's sickness. Had a, a friend years and years ago that, you know, we were turned on to the Lord and heard about healing. And he took his glasses off. He said, hallelujah, I'm going to believe God for my healing. Took them off. And uh, I didn't want to ride with him anymore because he, <laughs> and he's riding around like that for a couple weeks. What was bad, he took his glasses off and demolished them. Said, no turning back. <laughs> None of us would get in the car with him. He's dangerous. And finally, after a couple of weeks, you know, I, I can't see him. We know that. <laughs> and he had to go out. That was, that was foolishness. What did he need to do? He needed to speak to his eyes. But in the morning, in the name of Jesus, I believe my eyes are healed. I, I believe that the price has been paid and you start speaking, then you, you put them on, you go do your, your business or whatever. Because if he, if he had gotten pulled over, his license says he has to wear glasses and he couldn't see, he's breaking the law. So you let, we always tell people, don't quit your medicine, don't, you know, you, you pray over it, but go to the doctor. Let the doctor Confirm what's been done. That keeps us out of trouble. Amen? <laughs> and you say, I don't accept the curse. And really, you look around and you can get angry, and there's a righteous anger that we can get angry at the enemy because I see a lot of things just aren't right. They're wrong. But we're not going to be those that back up we're going to contend for the faith and we're going to press forward. We're going to keep pressing and moving and believing God that we can come together and this place be full of people needing healing and everyone in the place be healed. Jesus did it. We can believe for it. Amen? So I'm going to take, what time is it? What time we start? Oh, time's up. Okay. Let's stand up. You know, confession is still important, what we say. And a lot of times people feel weird confessing scriptures and stuff, but we're speaking truth. So we need to be confessing the word of God. That's the reason, you know, we got confessions on healing uh, out there in four year and stuff. But those that will put the word of God in them, it says it is a incorruptible seed. That means it will always produce. It's a guarantee it will produce. So we put it in and we, we trust God. I was going to go through all these, but I don't think. Let's just say this together. Say, my immune system, my immune system. Grows, stronger grows stronger day by day. day, by day. I speak life I speak to my immune system. My immune system. I, forbid I forbid confusion in my immune system. In my immune the, same spirit the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me and quickens my immune system with the life and the wisdom of God which guards the life and health of my body every time I hear that word quicken it means alive alive with the life of God the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal body Right now, this body can be quickened.
by resurrection power, by dunamis, explosive power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Now, if it raised Jesus from hell at the lowest low in the universe, that power can quicken your body and whatever is causing problems will have to bow to resurrection power because God used his arm. It's the greatest demonstration of God's power. He used his arm to raise Jesus from the dead. He created everything with his fingers. You know, it's amazing. The universe. But to raise Jesus from the dead. And that's the power in us. That's the reason he said it's beyond what we can ask or think. God's power's never been diminished. He's not drained. He's not on empty. It's always and always will be unlimited. <laughs> unlimited power quickens our mortal body. So I'll just say I receive a quickening infusion of the very life and health of God in my body. I will live to 120, and I'll go beyond that if I'm not satisfied. I will proclaim the word of the Lord. I will stand strong in the provision and the abundant supply that Jesus gave me at the cross. I will not be dismayed. I will not be stopped. I will not let the enemy speak lies to me and me receive them. But I will stand strong and tall in the word of God and I will speak life and I'm going to bless my body. I call my body blessed. I call my lungs blessed, my eyes blessed, my head blessed. I call my liver blessed, my pancreas blessed, my heart blessed, my arteries blessed, my hips blessed, my joints blessed, my muscles blessed, my feet blessed, my ankles blessed, my knees blessed, my thighs blessed, my shoulders blessed, my back blessed. I call it blessed in the name of Jesus because Jesus paid the price for my body. He paid it in full and provision has been made for me. Hallelujah. So you start speaking to yourself. You start declaring the word of God and speaking life and life is released. And life comes because his word is, contains not only, not only words, it contains the DNA of God. God is, is his word. They're in it. When you open the book, it's, you're reading a book that contains God. Wow. Hallelujah. So we need to be speaking to some things. You don't like something or something doesn't line up with the word, you need to speak to it. Because he is our hope. Nothing, he is the confident expectation of what he promised will come to pass. And he has given me a kingdom principle and law for me to choose and set my will to his word and then to speak it forth and he will back it up. The Holy Spirit will back it up and cause it to take place. To the point we, we reign as kings in life. Hallelujah. Preach myself happy. I am happy. <laughs> Say this, I'm strong in the Lord. And the power of his might. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And his strength sustains me. I'm full of energy. I'm vibrant. Full of life and vitality. God in me is stronger than any weakness in my flesh. It doesn't matter how I feel because I'm not moved by feelings. I speak supernatural strength, supernatural energy, and vitality to my body. Weakness, tiredness, weariness. <laughs> I command you to get out of my body now 
in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for renewing my youth and renewing my strength. I'm ready to fly like the eagle. This thing's not over. It's just beginning. Hallelujah. God is out to steal. God is out to steal. S-T-I-L-L. The voice of the enemy through our lives. To bring praise and glory to Jesus Christ the Son. And I've seen, when I was at the hospital with my mom, I'm telling you, there's a whole lot of sick people. A lot of older people, their life being stolen. Being stolen when they could be so strong for God, they could be praying, doing, doing things for God, but it's being stolen. Losing their mind. Don't know their own family. It's an attack of the enemy. So don't fall for that stuff. Well, you've reached a certain age. You you can't remember stuff. No. The memory of the just or the righteous is blessed. Do we believe it or not? Hallelujah. (laughs) Don't back up. Get with it. Get after it. And if we have to go in ourselves... And find someone sick, get them healed, bring them in to hear the word of God where they can remain strong and know how to resist the enemy because we know the enemy will come to steal. Let's do it. Let's, let's, let's get them. Let's, let's bring them in. We'll fill the place with the help of the Lord. <laughs> Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. Just take a deep breath. Breathe in his presence. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We give you honor and praise. We give you glory. Hallelujah. See, when we make God's words our words, power is released. Our prayers are powerful. Powerful. The enemy wants to take us out, but he can't do it. The enemy wanted to take Jack out. But he was connected to someone in covenant said, no. When Jack couldn't pray, <laughs> he probably was. <laughs> Lord. Terry was there saying, speaking the truth. You know, that night um, he went to his gig and I stayed home. And the Lord said, don't turn on the TV, don't do anything. Mm. I didn't turn on the TV. I just simply read the word and I prayed and everything like that for several hours. And then I got the phone call. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. So I was happy. You were speaking there. I know you are. <laughs> I didn't know what state, but you were able to speak. And yeah, amen. Amen. And I believe that you will wreak havoc on the enemy's camp and his works more now than you have in your whole past. That you're just coming into your own. And you're just coming in with the love and the power of God. And you're going to see a harvest of people in the music industry. People that you rub shoulders with are going to see the light of Jesus in you. And you're going to make the enemy pay. 
and you're going to bring in the harvest. So be bold, my son, and speak forth my word. Keep the compassion and the heart of love that I have given you, but speak it forth because I'll back it up. And even when it looks like it's not received and it's not, when it's, it looks like it's rejected, know that my word will not stop moving and working on them. And that many will come later on and say, when you spoke that night, I could not sleep. I could not get away from it. And that word came in me, and I accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. You're going to hear that many times. Hallelujah. The best, the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. He's going to give you new songs. He's going to give you new tunes from heaven. He's going to restore hands and passion and lyrics and licks, whatever you call it. (laughs) And he's going to strengthen you in the inner man. And every attack that the enemy is meant to bring you out, now you're going to take the enemy out. And he will say, I wish I'd never touched Jack. So the enemy needs to look out because the harvest is coming. And you're going to find yourself speaking and saying things when you almost didn't mean to. And it's just going to come out. And you're going to have some just start bawling before you and say, I I knew the Lord as a child. But music and things overtook my life and became my God. I'm ready to lay it down. What must I do to come back to him, Jack? And you'll lead him. You'll lead him to the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I believe that's the same for all of us. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. (laughs) We're living in a wonderful time. And God's bringing this body together and strengthening us for the work at hand. There's a great harvest. Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you for being such a good, good father. Thank you for your patience, your kindness. Thank you for your forgiveness that ever flows towards us, that extraordinarily patient with us, Lord, that that loving kindness. We just, we're so in love with you. We cherish the time with you. And we thank you, Lord, for each other. We thank you, Lord, for the strength and the unity of this healing team. And, Lord, we thank you, and we see it by the Spirit. We see this place full. We see people getting their needs met. We see, we see new creative limbs coming into place, creative miracles. We see cancer falling off of people. We see transformation and change taking place as people bow their hearts and their opinions to you, Lord Jesus. We see, Lord, every kind of healing, every body part. We, we see, Lord, even what the, the doctors have given up on, we see them being sent to this place to receive healing. And we give you honor. We give you praise. Thankful. We're thankful, Lord, to be a part of your family. We give you the honor, all the praise. Mighty God. Mm. Mighty, mighty, mighty God. Lord, I just pray for our loved ones, our families. Father, we... 
even as we minister to others, we believe that you send laborers to minister to our families. That you, you send those, Lord, that will be obedient to your spirit and they minister life. They minister abundant life. They destroy the works of the enemy in our loved ones. And they come into the kingdom for such a time as this. And they fulfill their purpose and the plan that you have for their lives. And Lord, we thank you for those, those labors in the harvest field. And Lord, we'll be faithful to labor in the field and the, and the ones that you place across our life. And as we're faithful there, you'll send faithful ones in our field. And we give you honor. We give you praise. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Mm. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Anybody else have one last thing before we? We're going to dismiss. Anybody? Does anybody need prayer? Or is everybody good? Everybody's good? Okay. Hallelujah. Well, Father, we go forth in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We leave and we go out in our mission field, in our world, all the lives that we rub shoulders with. Father, we believe that we release life and blessing to them. And they see Jesus in us. And we walk in your love. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll-free at 866-383-8277. You are Lord.